name is Gianni Russo, a.k.a. Carlo, the infamous son-in-law from The Godfather. I'm now known as the Hollywood Godfather, and this is my story. Before all of the wins in my portfolio, I was a little boy diagnosed with polio. Welcome, everybody. Another Hollywood Godfather podcast. Thank God for that. Gives Pat and I something to do. Nice seeing you again. I'm talking about my compadre, Pat Piccarelli, co-author and good friend. And don't forget, Man About Town. Man About Town. Yes. yes. Right. How you doing, Johnny? Doing great now. As usual. Thank God. For, thank God for our audience. At least we have somebody to talk to. I tell you, if it, themselves. Was, <laughs> if it wasn't for our audience, I'd be in trouble. I, I live in the middle of nowhere. I, I'd have to be talking to a chipmunk. I can't imagine. I mean, you are typically living a uh, a witness protection life. Well, I I, I like to consider myself a liar. That's what I do. No, but people ask me, and I get tired. I've been here thirty years, and people wow. still can't understand me. And uh, I I I make a conscious effort to speak slow because New Yorkers speak like the machine gun, and I it's the right. way I was brought up. So I make a conscious effort to speak slowly. And a lot of them still can't understand me. They have words of their own. Like, there's there's no such thing in this town as a rubber band. It's called a gum band. Oh, my and, God. And, and it's not. I, I, so they I, have their own language besides. Their own language. I, I recall once when I first got here, I had to go uh, to a bank to get uh, uh, s- uh, singles. I had a break of 50. It was something that it was in one of my kids' school or something. So I go into the bank. I hand over a 50 and I said, uh, I'd like singles. And the teller looks at me like I got two heads. And I turn around. I figured, you know, maybe she's looking at somebody else. I said, what's wrong? She says, oh, 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 you mean ones. Oh, my God. They don't use the word singles. Uh, the pizza here sucks. And I can go on and on. But I really like it. <laughs> but, uh, uh-huh. you know. I hope they don't listen to the podcast. No, no. <laughs> we throw I mean, rocks at you. <laughs> when I first came here, I was like a fish out of water. But anyway, I got tired of explaining to people why I'm here. They say, you lived in New York. What the hell are you doing around here? Tell everybody I'm in a witness protection program. Like, oh. They like that. Oh, oh they, that's that's some, And this is small-town America. I told the first person this 30 years ago within a day. It got as far as Harrisburg. I mean, these people all yeah. <laughs> Small towns, everybody knows what everybody else is doing. I, I, I must have told the story. When I first got here, I, I went the wrong way up a one-way alley. It wasn't even a street. No street signs, nothing. And uh, right away, as soon as I made the turn, I was here like maybe three days. And then a cop comes up. He put light and siren on. He pulls me over. And he walks over. I says, he looks at me. And I was in a Corvette. Let's say you had a Corvette when I was living in New York. He looks at me. And I said, gee, officer, I'm sorry. I didn't know. He says, that's okay. We know who you are. I was three towns away. <laughs> Put him three towns he just away. wanted to meet you <laughs> i couldn't even find the town i was going to uh and and this guy says oh i know who you are he says welcome to the mon valley and i said well thank you very much i didn't want to ask him how he knew but uh, that's yeah. the way small towns are but anyway i'm believe me i've been here 30 years and i and i love it here stress-free uh oh, great anyway we have an email show tonight uh, which which we like. It's uh, it's it's like having a night off for us. We hear from you people, and we answer questions. That's so, fabulous. Yep. Okay, so let me let me lead off from Michael. Uh, I know you once said, I guess this is addressed to me, that you were a pizza snob. 
yes, I am. I, I, I admit to that because I haven't found any good pizza around here yet. But he says, uh, what's your favorite pizza place in New York? Do you have one, Gianni? Do I ever? Tell me. <laughs> well, um, it's it's on First Avenue. Oh, okay. And it's on 61st and 1st. Oh, 61st. It's right here. I've been going there forever, ever since Rocky Lee closed down on 2nd. Oh, there's, there's a name out of the past. Hello. Uh, I, I have a place uh, in uh, Chelsea Piers, so it's be Ninth Avenue. Oh wow, yeah. Maybe seventeen. A place called Falaga, F I L A G A. It's owned by a guy named Michael Masera. Uh, I think it's it's I, it's been a while since I've been there. In fact, the last time I was there was for for the book party. But, Is yeah, it but, still there? Yeah, and it's extremely very good. It's a young man owns it. Uh, he doesn't know that I'm doing this. Uh, there's always a line to get in there. I don't get what time of the day, but the line moves very quickly. They, they've got uh, numerous people behind the counter, and you're not standing on the line, even if you're at the end of it for more than five or ten minutes. Yeah. But uh, it's called Falaga's Pizza, Pizzeria, Falaga's Pizzeria, F-I-L-A-G-A. If you're in New York, you're on the west side around 17th Street, uh, look them up. Look them up online. They're going to start... Uh, having a uh, mail order pizza oh, on dry ice. I wait for that day. I'll probably never leave the house. <laughs> it's really good. All kinds of stuff that you never would think would go on a pizza. Of course, they have the standard American pies, what, what, what Americans are used to, but they have other stuff. It's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, see, my, my guy's uh, a, a very unique name, Johnny and Tony's. <laughs> I wonder who made that up. Okay. No, it's a, it's a, I'm got, but I'll tell you right now, can't beat them. First Avenue. Oh, like, man. I, 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 order, I order Grandma's Pizza all the time because I gave up cheese. What's on it? Grandma's Pizza is a, a, a rectangular, a little thicker than the number down pizza. Yeah. It's just garlic, fresh tomatoes, but it's tomato and basil is unbelievable. Olive oil, fresh. Yeah, everything fresh. And then I dress it. When it gets here, different things I want, but I get that whole pie. Yeah, I, I do the same thing with with pies, and I add to it. I like yeah. vegetables, oh, olives, yeah. peppers, anchovies. Yeah. But by the time I get through, you can't even see the pie. Anchovies. I mean, I, I watch myself in the gym all the time, but put a pizza in front of me, and everything goes out the window. I can yeah. get all. I mean that. That's why you know we we like you go to the gym. I walk. For for those occasions, so we have. Yeah. Because yep. I, I see, well, I I I must have expended two thousand calories at the gym. Lead me to a pizza place. Okay, this is a guy now. His name is Jeff, and he ha he's got a long email here. I'm going to just hit the highlights. Uh, you know, he's he extols the virtues of the podcast and all that. Then he gets into females and the mob. I'm wondering how many wives, daughters, mothers, etc were involved and to what extent, if any at all. I thought it could be uh, 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 an interesting, uh, very interesting show uh, with some good stories to it. He may have something there. Yeah, but how are we going to find out about it without getting in trouble? Because anybody's wise. Or we can go in the past. Okay, well. we'll, have well to I'll tell you what. 
Let's uh, take a look at it. I mean, we know. I, 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 I don't want to wake up. Hello. I don't want to wake up one morning dead. You know, that's a, no. I don't want no. that. So no, uh, for you either. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do some historical searching. So Jeff, I may be able to find something on it, and and if there is something on it, then of course uh, we'll do a show on well, it. The, the famous the famous one is uh, from the Camorra, the Godmother. Yeah, well, that and uh, she uh, she went after for for our audience to know why she was so famous. They they killed her husband, and she went after everybody that killed him and killed them all. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and uh, in this country, you've had women involved, like Virginia Hill and a few others. And, yeah, no, but they were, they were mob guys. Virginia Hill was taking money. She, I mean, I know that story. Well, but she was involved to the extent she was stealing from the mob. Hello. Yeah. That's, that's a no-no. Anyway, on another note, same guy. I, I know Pat doesn't go into too much detail about the cases he's worked on, but every now and then the stories are really interesting. I think it would be cool to tell more stories from your PI career. You don't have to mention any names, of course. Uh, even a small segment uh, once every few shows would be good. Yeah, I, I can. You know, there's so much stuff that I've handled thousands of cases. I'm going to have to pick like four or five that are interesting uh, that you guys might like. The next point he brings up was I was watching Kill the Irish recently about uh, Danny Green working with the Cleveland mob in the 70s. I, uh, I thought it was a good movie and a pretty wild story. I'd love to so uh, know some more details about that period in time in Ohio. It seems pretty relevant. I'm wondering if Gianni knew what was going on then with those guys. The Cleveland mob. Did you know? Of uh, yeah, are you kidding? Nick Donoffo is very close to me. Did you know Danny Green? I knew Danny Green. It's what? I tried to assassinate this guy like 13 times. They could never yeah. do it right. I knew, you know why? Because he's a big, a big earner. Big earner. Well, but, I mean, his cars were blown up with him in it. <laughs> yeah. no. I mean, they, they tried to kill him a, a couple of many times. So yeah. but tell us a little about the Cleveland mob. I, I mean, I love Cleveland. I'm, in fact, I'm, I'm appearing there. Jesus, now that you just brought it up. I'll be in Cleveland, I think, the second week of October. I mean, second week of uh, March. Okay. I'm there. Look it up. In fact, I'm hosting the Godfather movie and be singing, doing my show. In uh, my Goombadi's neighborhood. Okay, I'm sure, I'm sure as these uh, future dates get closer, you're going to tell everybody about where you're going to be appearing. Yeah. All right, so then he says, uh, and lastly, uh, I heard you speak, he's, this is uh, to me, I heard you uh, mention uh, John A. Ramsey on a show recently. I thought as a PI, it would be uh, great to get your take on uh, uh, on the theories if you have. Yeah, we can do a show on just on John A. Ramsey. Oh my God. I, I have a lot of opinions on that. So does everybody else. But yeah, we can do it. Oh, no, he continues. I love the TPF stories. Those of you who don't know, that's the unit I was in, Tactical Patrol Force. My old professor, the late Dr. Tom Ward. Oh, I know that name. Oh, it was in TPF and his stories were great. My father's cousin, John Clark, was also in TPF as well. Uh, would love hearing some of those stories. You, you guys were all tough sons of bitches. Yeah, they called us worse than that, uh, Jeff. But uh, I tell you, for the reputation we had, there was only like 300 of us out of 48,000 cops. You should just do a 90-minute special for this guy. <laughs> we, we raised <laughs> a lot of hell. Uh, we didn't care about anything. I mean, you know, talking about literally fights every night. Well, when you have permission, you know, to and to carry a badge and a gun, <laughs> yeah, why it was, wouldn't you? Hello. <laughs> it's like a, 
Yeah, we were we were targets. Anyway, it was I, I I wouldn't give up those years, but you know we tended to get burned out pretty quickly. I, I think I spent three and a half years in TPF, and I had to go losing my mind. Anyway, sorry for the long email. I've been listening uh, since day one. It's the best part of Wednesdays. Merry Christmas, and I can't wait to listen to the new book. Hint, hint, the audio book. Perfect. A lot I'm of people it. asking, but we've already gone through that. I'm on it. Audio book is on the way. Okay. From Kathy, two questions. One, uh, when and where can I order <laughs> the audio book? All right. We, we've answered that. We can uh, briefly say uh, Gianni's producing it, narrating it, and it'll be out shortly. Yeah. Uh, what about the connection between Chippendales and the mob and the death of Nick DeFoya? You know yeah. anything about the Chippendales? Nope. You know anybody? Anything about I was I was never into male dancers. <laughs> well, well, that's good. Well, maybe you should, <laughs> maybe you should tell our listeners about your career as a Chippendale stripper. Oh no, no, that, that's there was no career. Believe me, it wasn't me. <laughs> uh, I wasn't you. Okay, all right. Anyway, you never heard of this guy Nick DeFoya either? No. Okay, we're sorry we can't answer your question, Kathy. C- come up with a name that we know, and we'll be glad to answer it. Uh, from Brad. Hello. Pat, I, uh, I want to get a, a, an autographed book from you guys. Uh, Gianni said I should send, it, send a, a self-addressed stamped envelope. But where, to, where do I send it? Okay, as I said last week, uh, I am answering these emails personally, and I sent uh, Brad a response. I have a post office box here. Gianni signed a whole bunch of books, and I've got them here. I'll sign them. Send me uh, a self-addressed stamped envelope, and I will, with the book, I will sign it and uh, send it off to you. So that's how we're doing it. Now, I told him to go to the podcast. This is an address. Maybe. In is there, well, a couple of people went and they didn't find it. Hmm. So I'll, I'll, I'll get a hold of our esteemed producer, uh, Mike Austin, out in L.A. Yeah. I'll make sure. Something I, thought, I, thought it was, I thought it was up, up on the uh, website. Well, maybe it is. And we can't, can't find it. Anyway, I'll put it in a prominent place. And yeah. anyway, that's how, that's how we're going to do it. You want to, you know, you send it to us, we send it back. Okay, from Nanette. Oh, I love that name. I recently sent a message to Gianni on Facebook about the possibility of him autographing the latest book. Uh, once again, we just answered that. Uh, sent it to me. I sent also, I also sent Nanette my address. By the way, this isn't my home address, so don't try to come visit me. <laughs> All right. Uh, he lives in a little square in a post office. <laughs> it's yeah. Five by six. <laughs> at the post office lots. Yeah, he's in the box. Look at well, the that's right. My sandwiches. Let's reach up into the slide. It's like the old automats. You know? <laughs> All right. Anyway, Brad uh, sent me a reminder from a couple of emails ago about the audio book. And yes, we answered that question already. It'll be January, the beginning of January. It's going to be January. We know yeah, that. That's, that's what I told everybody. Yeah. Third week of January. But thank you for your interest. We really yeah. like it. Well, I, tell you, I don't know if you're aware of this, but we sold 12,000 of those with our last book. I know. 12,000 audiobooks. That's a lot of audiobooks. Okay, anyway, uh, Gianni from Todd. Belated happy birthday to you, Mr. Russo. I'm just getting caught up on the episodes after missing the last few weeks. Wanted to uh, uh, let you know I uh, asked, I I punched your new book, term I don't know, and I'm waiting for it to arrive. Uh, keep up with the great content and good health to both you and Mr. Piccarelli as well. Yeah, we're on the first name basis here. 
So you don't have to call us Mr. My father was Mr. Pedorelli, by the way. I don't know if you're aware of that, but not me. And that's okay. when it stopped. <laughs> yeah. The, we, we don't stand on the uh, uh I mean, it's, it's respect, so we uh, appreciate that well, you we have we respect expect, for us, you know. But we're also, you know, one big happy family. Okay, Aaron, happy birthday, Gianni. I, uh, I loved your book, A Hollywood Godfather. I just had two of the uh, new books delivered yesterday, one for me and one for a Christmas present. Your shows are fantastic, and I've told dozens of people about you and Pat. Uh, if, uh, I hope you have an excellent birthday and best wishes for the new year. Regards, Aaron. Thank you. Thank you so much. So no question there. From Serena, another name I like. Happy birthday, Johnny. Hope you have a good day. All right. You did have a good day, didn't you, as I recall? I had an amazing day. Okay. And I got a gift that everybody tells me, my kids and everybody just said, we never know what to get you. Because you probably have everything. You do. Well, I'm going to tell you somebody, without giving a last name, her name was Julia. She found a transistor radio from 1949 that worked. Oh, this is going. A Sony 8 transistor radio and got it for me for my birthday. And the significance of this is? I listen to that transistor radio every day. Remember, Carlo Gambino gave Oh, I do. I mean, of course I do. Oh, yeah. Well, if they read my book, they knew that. I was glued to that, and that's how I learned that December 12th, Sinatra and I shared a birthday, and then three or four years later, I met him at the Copacabana after I got out of So, you know, when you say you were glued to this radio, you also have to indicate that this was the only entertainment you had in a polio ward where you spent six years. Yeah, and, and not only that, most people in hospitals today have television. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I looked at a ceiling, and that was it. Who got you the radio? Julia, this girl, Julia. No, you were a kid. Oh, that Ocalo Gambino got the sent it up with Dolores Barone, his niece, because he knew me from the neighborhood. And I, unbeknownst to me, knew my my family and my my great uncle. And I was like, you know, everybody knew me that what I was going through. So Julia got the same radio you had there. You believe it? Wow. Now that, yeah, okay. This no, is in, in, in a conversation, she asked. What color was it? I said, what's my favorite color? Can anybody living in my house? You can look at the walls. It's red. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And see, red and gold. I can't believe it. And she found it. Yeah. Well, it I, can tell, I can tell this is going to be the next Mrs. Gianni Russo. No, but no, 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 no. Skip over everything you go through. Just sign over all your cars and all your property to her. Okay. <laughs> but I'm the man, the lawyers. <laughs> no, but, but no, she sounds like a very nice person. I tell you, yeah. to go, to go oh, do that. So if, if you're listening, Julia, that last thing was only a joke. Don't, don't take it to heart. I had a very strange sense of humor. All right. Hey, Gianni, America. When will a book be on Audible? Yeah. Nobody's oh, asked that question before. Okay. Yeah, but by the way, this book. Well, you you know, know, that, that's really nice because, you know, the book's only out two weeks. To have these requests. <laughs> I'm impressed. Yeah, people people want it. You know, people who don't know, it's just a 
slapdash slapped together uh, uh, an audio book. This is audible.com, which is the largest uh, purveyor of audio books in the world. Oh, it's going to be on audible. Of course, it's going to be on the Amazon website, but, uh, yeah, but and, and again, in, in credit to your writing, and I have to read this right. I, I mean, the, the sentiment. I'm an actor, number one. I'm a very emotional person to begin with. Yeah. When we're talking about some of the stuff you, you wrote, there, there's a whole different feeling here, especially with Marilyn. Even the old man, when I went to visit him in the new book down, down in uh, Arizona, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. And when he walked me to the car and tears came to his eyes, I could just see the love he had for her like I did. So there was things like that. You just don't waffle over that. No, no. Well, you know, we, we spent five years uh, uh, as, as, as good friends. So, you know, I soaked everything in. Right. Uh, but this, I'm, I'm going, I can't wait for the audio book. Yeah. You know, yeah. I of course I it's the first thing I did when the, the our, our other audio book came out was was buy it, mm-hmm. and I'm getting what the hell do you listen to the audio book for you wrote the friggin' book. Right. <laughs> I said yeah, but you got to hear this guy read the book. Yeah, you know, read it to you and the inflection and the acting and the, the emotion, the heart, going to be there. And this is going to be that on steroids. Yeah, because now we got now we got it down. We don't okay. surprised with this. Okay, now uh, Cindy says, uh, did you see the latest announcement about the CIA and the cover-up of the, of the JFK assassination? All right, for those of you who don't know, the government has released everything that remains uh, that remained uh, top secret involving the JFK assassination. They just released everything last week. Literally thousands and thousands and thousands of pages. So the uh, assassination buffs are going through all this now because it's public information. So we heard of this, but obviously between this week and last week when they released it, we can't read 10,000 pages worth of stuff. So uh, from the people, I mean, I've seen people interviewed on various uh, news stations. I saw a guy on Fox last week. He said, you know, I could possibly read everything so quickly, but I went through it. Everything is headed, headed subjects and all that. He said, "There's, there's no revelations in there that I can see, but I haven't done a deep dive into it yet. So uh, the more that comes out about this, uh, Cindy, the more we'll know and we'll comment on it. Yeah, I and mean, we 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 ourselves expounded on it and pretty length at length in the Hollywood Godfather. Yeah, we told him, and everybody was very doubtful. And since those last three years, there's been so much stuff coming out. Even the Marilyn Monroe thing this summer. Well, yeah, the Marilyn Monroe document reinforced a lot of what you had to say that people scoffed at. I know. <laughs> and, they, and they had it on audio tape. The people yep. actually lived through her, her death. Yeah. Okay, from Debbie. Uh, I have a question regarding the book, The Sixth Family. Do you think at some point you'll have someone read it for the Kindle edition? Now, we could have done that because if you have a Kindle and there's a, an audio Kindle edition, it comes on the same device. So there are people, don't ask me why, that will read some of it in the next 60 pages or whatever they want. They'll listen to it. They go back to the reading. But the Kindle uh, narrator is... That's a computer, isn't it? Computer generated. Now, it's it, it's not like you listen to a robot. but 
you're not going to get the, the full impact of the story, not only from our book, from any book, without having a human being read it, preferably an actor, preferably someone who was involved in the story, like Gianni. You're going, you're going to get the full impact of it. So no, we're not posting to Kindle. No. Uh, you got to have to get the audio book on a separate device. Uh, okay, he continues. I love buying books with someone uh, reading it because I, I can listen to it like they're doing the podcast while driving or exercising. I love your podcast, especially the info regarding JFK's assassination. And I'm looking forward to uh, next week's show with Mr. Shaw. He wrote this a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Uh, we, we, are, we already had Mark Shaw on with his latest book. God bless you both. Thank you. You know, I, I, we, we don't we don't mention last names of the, uh, of the people who write to us, but I, I have to because I love this name, Debbie Danish. Oh, like a soap opera name. I gotta get, get me over. I can't even. I can't even give my opinion on that one. <laughs> Debbie Danish. Yeah. I, yeah. Thank you, Debbie Danish. Thank you, Debbie. Yeah. Hey, well, like, yeah. thank you. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. Uh, This is from Nino. My name is Nino. Yep, we went through that. All right, I'm a Los Angeles-based filmmaker. I just had a low-budget independent Western feature film called American Western get released for streaming on, uh, on Vimeo. In addition, uh, the film will also be released to another streaming platform such as uh, Tubi, Pluto, or Amazon Prime. I think this may be of interest uh, because uh, uh, while many low-budget independent films are being made every day, not many low-budget independent Western films are being made. For the small budget we had, the film doesn't look uh, that bad. I thought this film would be uh, used in a way of encouraging other low-budget low filmmakers, not only to make their films, but also to film in the Los Angeles area rather than out of state like uh, many other productions are doing these days. I guess they save money going out of state, away from L.A. anyway. Well, no, but not only that, states pay you to come. Yeah. Yeah, Washington State is one. Uh, one of my short stories was made into a movie, and it takes place in uh, in the Bronx on Arthur Avenue, and they filmed it in Seattle. Oh, sure. You were never. Yeah, they try to make it look like the Bronx. Then, didn't yeah. really. No, they don't. That's uh, that's the problem. Anyway, but by, by the way, that's called the Prince of Arthur Avenue. It's available on Amazon for like ninety nine cents. I, I defy anybody to figure out the ending. It's a short story, about fourteen pages. Defy anybody to figure out the ending. So that's a challenge. Or anybody. Anyway, as I said, I, uh, I think it'd be a good story for the film community and uh, to not give up and think uh, outside the box, get their movies made. Also supporting filming in Los Angeles and giving jobs back to the individuals that reside in our own local area. Thank you for your time and hope to hear back from you. I don't know what we can do for you, but we just yeah, hello. read your email. We just did a nice commercial for your film. Hello. Yeah, I mean, we got 50,000 people listening to this, if not more by now. We haven't checked in a long time. So they just heard us talk about your film. So uh, good luck, Nino. Okay. Okay, what do you say uh, we sell some? All right. We'll be right back. Don't go nowhere, as you know. We know where you live. Yeah. Today's show is being sponsored by Cordelione Fine Italian Food Products. This sponsor really means a lot to me. Cordelione Fine Italian has taken the heart and soul of the Godfather films and created a line of food products that include pasta sauce, balsamic vinegar from Modena, Italy, Genco extra virgin olive oil from Sicily. They created delicious pasta to 
tomato basil, arrabbiato, and my favorite, Clemenza's meat sauce. You will be amazed. You will think your grandmother made the sauce herself. CorleoneFineItalian.com. That's Corleone. We're back. Okay. Okay, we did that. From Kaylee. Hello, Mr. Russo. I'm curious if you will, uh, if you do Zoom interviews or do conventions in Philadelphia. I'll do anything. Well, is is one of your stops for your for your cabaret uh, act in Philly? Yeah, we definitely. Well, she's doing Zoom interviews, or she wants. Well, she said uh, one or the other. Oh, yeah, I'll be doing both. I'm I'm doing a whole new. Th- in fact, I'm doing my first one tomorrow through Cameo arranged. I'm talking to ten people for ten minutes tomorrow. Okay. So now you can buy these, you know, 10-minute interviews and ask me questions. It's not just about sing happy birthday or Merry Christmas. Or, well, is, that, is that something new for Cameo? Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's new, but the, it seems that uh, they're getting requests. And why wouldn't I? Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. All right. How about, uh, oh, so you are going to have one of the stops for your act to be filling. Oh, yeah, definitely. How can I? Well, how can I not be in Philly? How can you not go to Philly? Okay, so uh, Kaylee, keep listening to the show, and you'll know when uh, he'll be in Philly. Yeah, definitely. Be in the spectrum. Right. Just give you a hint. Uh, this is from Nathan. Dear Gianni and Pat, your last episode about Tony Frederiki had me shed a tear, especially toward the end of that episode. I'm going through a, str- a struggle, and your podcast is something enjoyable for the week. Please keep it up. Uh, Nathan's from Australia. P.S. Pat, uh, if your experiences were made into a film, who would you like to play you? Can't wait for the book. I would say probably Robert Downey Jr. Good man. Yeah, phenomenal actor. And he's got that to play you, right? That's what you're saying. Yeah. Well, you know how crazy this is. Pretty dead, you know. So. you know how crazy it is what you just said? I, I had a conversation this Sunday with a very close friend of mine who was going to have dinner with Mel. I mean, should I say all this? I don't know. Yeah, well, I don't know. Should yeah. Maybe not. No. Yeah, this is really well, good. But uh, that, well, they, let's call him a big actor producer. Big actor producer who wanted to introduce me to Robert Downey Jr., he was going to be there. And I said, when you get there, tell him to call me. This is what he mean. That's how probably this name cropped up in my head. Rob, you ready for this now? Robert Downey Jr., I babysat him after he went, came out of rehab in his first big breakout movie coming back called Chances Are with Sybil Shepherd. And I was on that movie with this guy for two months. What, were you a sober coach? No, I was in it. And the, and the producer is a very close friend of mine. He said, this guy was looking up to me because I was in, from The Godfather. And No, and he's such a nice guy. Such he, a nice he has, guy. He has a very good reputation. Oh, my God, yeah. Uh, talk about you know turning your life around. Hello. I mean, this guy was literally, and he'll, he, he says it in numerous interviews, he was in the gutter. And I, I let's let's give this guy credit then. Mel Gibson 
was major, major credit of him getting back unbeknownst to the public. Mel Gibson put up the security bonds for the studios because nobody would give him insurance. He personally did that to Robert get Downey. him back into business. He gave it to Robert Downey. I know, but you're saying, you know, the audience might be confused. No one would insure him when he was making a movie. Not after he was had rehab and all that. I mean, that's why James Caan's whole thing fell apart. When you get known to be taking drugs, these yeah. insurance companies are not going to back an eight-week film and you OD in the middle of it. They're on the hook. That's why they do urine tests and all of that. That's why a lot of actors, unbeknownst to people, once their career goes to the, they don't know why, a lot of them got hooked on drugs and they're uninsurable, it's called. Okay, we're going to have to move along because I just got an alert here that uh, my iPad is going to die. 10%. Okay, anyway, Jesse says, Pat, I was the guy. Oh, we already did that. Okay. Oh, that's Okay, I have uh, some other emails here that I make, no make notes of. Okay, uh, I just paraphrased this. I just wrote it down. Uh, replacing a boss. I recall the email, uh, a boss dies, goes to jail, retires, whatever the system is. How does he get replaced? Is it prior to, let's say it's a sudden death. Uh, is, is there somebody waiting in the wings? Well, there's always underbosses, people, but. Yeah, we know that's been bypassed in the past. Yeah, hello. Yeah, but all I'm saying is that the normal way is what's his rank, what's his earnings, and that's how they they base it on money, unfortunately, and his loyalty. Who, who chooses? The commission. Huh? The commission. Oh, oh, they okay. Didn't know. Oh yeah, no, they, they, they have the. They want to know who's stepping in. Yeah, it makes sense. Hello. All right. Uh, uh, another email that came to me. Once again, I just wrote it down. Uh. Do my books, this is to me, do my books have a theme? I believe I answered this once before, but this was years ago. I can't believe we're talking in terms of years ago uh, when we talk about this podcast. <laughs> I know. We're year four already. Anyway, yeah, I, I didn't realize my books had a theme until I read my own books or, 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 or thought about <laughs> My books have a running theme. I'm talking about fiction uh, of loyalty. You know, we're raised, and I speak, I can speak for Gianni on this, I'm sure. We're raised in families and in neighborhoods and cultures where loyalty is paramount. Your word is your bond. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have that respect and that uh, loyalty, uh, you're not very much good to anybody in our world. And I'm not talking about mobs. I obviously was never. Yeah, I mean, when you, when you think about something like that, we were all old school. When you gave your word and shook somebody's hand, look them in the eye, that's better than any contract. Because, you know, yeah. you can go get a, get a sophisticated lawyer, draw up the papers in the world. If you're not going to abide by it, you wasted money to begin with. And that's the end of you. That's the end of your reputation. What do we all have in our life? Our reputation. reputation. Well, this carried over subconsciously, I guess, to, to my writing. But every one of them, including the one that's out now, the Sixth Family, and we have a couple of plots in there, is all about loyalty and betrayal. Yep. Uh, so to answer your question, 
that's it. And and it's never going to change. You know, you, you can't change your upbringing. So I, I would even subconsciously, without knowing that my books have a loyalty theme, I, I'd be writing it anyway. But you know, it's something funny that you should say that because I, I just did an extensive interview on The Godfather and the 50th anniversary. And they asked me that question, why do you think this movie has stood up going on five generations now? And it's, I think it's the thread of what the message is. Respect, loyalty, family. It's, yep. it's the root of, 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 of a good human being, male or female. And, you know, anybody that I speak to uh, outside of, you know, this venue that you and I have here or anywhere else that's of, of a certain age, what they don't like about what's going on in this country is the lack of respect, the lack of loyalty, the lack of honor. Mm. And they don't even realize what they're saying. Right. You know, uh, back in the day, you know, kids were, were, were brought up to respect your elders. God forbid you speak back to your parents. Oh, my God, now. I, mean, see stars. I, mean, I, I don't mind saying this, and I hope my kids are listening. That's why most of them I don't talk to. <laughs> they don't have respect. Their kids don't have respect. They walk in with pod, uh, iPads in their hands and don't even say hello to you when you walk in your house. Have you ever walked in my grandmother's house and they go over and kiss her and acknowledge her immediately? She'd bat you right over there with a cane. I, the same thing with me. My grandmother's. And nobody got mad at us. I, I mean, a family. No, That's what you're supposed to do. Hello. They smack you out of love. Hello. <laughs> you know? uh, oh, yeah, I mean. If, if anything is going to going to topple a society, and if you think back to other societies like the ancient Romans, they they, they their whole way of life died because of decadence, lack of respect, debauchery, drugs back in the day, and alcohol and everything else. That's why the society never lasted. That's how most societies die. Right. But anyway, that's that's the theme of my books and. Uh, now that I know that, uh, okay, are there any mob rules that would apply to civilian life? Now, keep understand that mob rules are not written, they're implied, but God forbid you break them. So I would yeah, say- I mean, we just, we just said it. If you have a boss, respect them. If you well, have a co-worker, that's what we're talking about. Respect, loyalty, honesty. Well, also- Normal life. Well, to be more specific, when it crops into my head is- Coveting your neighbor's wife or your or your your brother's wife in, in the life, or their sister or, or their girlfriend, that crosses the line between uh, that life and a civilian's life. Oh my God! Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a rule that spans every society. But for anything else, I'm thinking, you know, uh, the lying, cheating, stealing—that's what you know, criminal life is all about. But there's certain rules, and one of them is you don't go near anybody else's woman. Or a female in the family, you just don't do it. Even if the female is single, you gotta ask permission yep. to do this. You know, it's uh just an unwritten rule. Okay, I think that's about it. Be a shorter show, but that's okay too. You all have right. anything have anything else? I mean, I just wanna acknowledge all our fans and as you pointed out, we're now we're going into our fourth year and what I'm overwhelmed with, even even the birthday wishes, we're starting to create 
a family within a family of our own yeah. followers. And we, we, Pat and I, we're old time guys, not just in age, the way we think. And the fact that you have been so loyal to us, you've given us another success and another career that we wouldn't have had. And we have to thank you. And what a better time to starting off the new year and letting you know that we really appreciate your support, your letters, buying books, wishing us well, and uh, God bless you in the new year. And Yeah, you, you, you know, on, on, on that vein, I was just thinking of this today. I'm in contact with, I say, a half a dozen listeners who have reached out to me through uh, you know, various social media. And in fact, I got a, uh, a text today from Al, Al, Al Corlito who's uh, contacted me uh, uh, a few times. Very nice guy. Obviously, you know, we, we haven't met. Uh, he asked about the book and he wished both our families uh, happy holidays and all that. And we go back and forth. And the same with, you know, a half a dozen other people that, that I hear from. Yeah. I, in fact, I had one listener last, uh, uh, sent me a book last week. Well, that's wild. That's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, you know, it's just more like a family than anything else. No, it's, it's, I mean, it's so important. And yeah, we want to thank you. And we want to belabor it. Be safe out there. God bless you. Keep tuning in. And the people who are reading the book, it's really, really important for us right now. Those reviews. Write some reviews. Good or bad. Yeah. yeah. We want to know what you think. Because we will be doing this for the foreseeable future. We're not stopping. This is book one. Yeah. Of many books, we hope. Uh, so let, let us know what you like, what you didn't like. You know, we we, we obviously uh, listen to you. By this time, I'm sure you realize that. So, okay, Johnny, you have uh, have a good night. You too, uh, my friend. Love you. And uh, we'll be seeing you on the radio. Okay. Bye, everybody. Good night, everybody. And that was that. And I'll be back. Thank you for tuning in to the Hollywood Godfather podcast. You can contact Gianni Russo or Patrick Picciarelli with your questions and comments through the contact section of our website, hollywoodgodfatherpodcast.com, which is where you can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter. You can also call and leave us a message at 646-776-3038. Remember to follow us on Instagram at Hollywood Godfather and on Facebook, as well as leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd like to know what you like about what we're doing, what you'd like to hear in the future, and anything else you might suggest to improve our podcast. Most importantly, hit the subscribe button. We'll be back next week with stories of the mob and Hollywood, as well as answers to your messages. Good night. My kids still can't believe I sat with a saint. My life's like scenes out of a movie. I'm the Hollywood Godfather, truly. I got stories with them all. You know, celebrities, world leaders, icons. Who knows what's next for me? I'll never get too old to have a little fun. Come on, I'm Gianni Russo. A genuine one of a kind. What a ride it's been, this life of mine. And I ain't done yet. I'll be back until next time. And that was that.